0: Mine, yeah, that's mine. hello <laughs> oh gosh it's a bit of it um i'll just get um uh, tag one more announcement for those of you who are here for the Dan Deval conference and that was after one of his books that he didn't have um at the time i think it's extreme extreme praise that shakes heaven and earth we now have a box of them available so they will be available After the in between the services or before the services in the cafe, so just we only have a box, so just grab them while they last. Okay, so um, I will start with praying, (laughs) that's a good place to start. Um, Lord, I thank you for your presence today. We ask that, Lord, um, it's in your light that we see light. So we thank you for your word. And that is light for the path ahead. Not just ahead, but even for now. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Um, So this morning, was really cool, because I, um, Daryl, similar to the word that actually Daryl brought this morning, about, um, and, you know, I I was like, oh, I wonder, um, so I'm going to just, every time I, when I knew I was about to bring a word. I was like, what do I want to preach about? What do I want to preach? And everything I lean into, I just keep getting the word kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. So, so I'm going to just start there. We'll just jump straight into it and see where, it, where this goes. Um, so let's start with Matthew 3, 1 to 2. So one very familiar passage. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now this scripture is the first time in the New Testament that the word kingdom was actually, um, we see the word kingdom. So the biblical, so I do what any good (laughs) Bible student here will do, I go to the biblical Greek meaning. So the word kingdom, the meaning in Greek is basileia. That's a feminine noun and it basically, It gives us an understanding of what we know as the kingdom. So, royal power, kingship, dominion, kingdom, territory, a place that is subject to the rule of a king. Now, the word basileia is related or come from the word basileus, which is a masculine noun, and that word means leader of the people, lord of the land, king. Um, So, basileus, that's the word that we see in Matthew in the genealogy, it says J- Jesse begot David the king. So that's the word Basileus, um, Herod the king, Basileus. Basileia is the kingdom. Now, if we drill down though, so through the notion of the understanding of the foundation of power, the root word is believed to be basis or basis, like spelt basis, um, and that literally means a stepping, walking, that with, one, that with which one steps the foot. So it's very interesting because you have the word, the base, and the kingdom is built on the foundation of um, the king. I'm just going to go now to the kingdom word in English. So I was like, okay, what does this word um, kingdom mean? So kingdom, kingdom, we have king attached to the word dash dome. So just imagine it's a dash dome. So king, we all understand what king is. We've just saw the coronation of our king. Now, dash dem, it actually denotes a state or condition. So, for example, freedom. So, it denotes a state of freedom. If you're in freedom, you're free. It denotes a state of rank or status, a domain, or class of people, or attitudes. Now, the original Old English meaning of that, dash dem, if we look it down, it actually means decree judgment. So then I can, with all of this, it basically frames up the understanding of what kingdom is. The formation of a kingdom is, we can see that the state or territory is actually formed by the framework of the decrees and judgment of the leader of the, or the king. So kingdom of God is a state or realm that is framed or established on the, his decree and his judgment. When we say kingdom of heaven, we're saying that this is a realm that is subject to the decree of the kingdom. And so, if we refer to the satanic kingdom, those that are subject to the lies of Satan, because Jesus said he is a liar, so everything that he says is lies. Language is actually a very interesting thing. Um, we were just having a conversation and we're just, you know, anguished. I don't know if you ever had this thought as a kid. I used to wondered if everybody saw the color blue the, the way I see the color blue. I, um, I don't know. I used to think, oh, I know this is colors blue, but that's because we see something and we give a language to what we see. Um, so anyway, I used to always kind of find that very interesting. And we see this notion or demonstration of in play because our, every country, every state, every nation is governed by laws that is made up of words, legislations, and they're debated. Um, we see them debating and where every time a law uh, goes through the process of policy making, people are nitpicking the word that actually frames up the policy and then law, because on that basis, um, a country is run or um, people are judged, you know. So it's very interesting. Like, I think language is very interesting. It pulls into the focus. And even growing up, you know, you see, like, I didn't have this as a kid, but, you know, as I grew older, I can see... Um, as a child, you can have feelings. You know, you're like, okay, this happens. I'm nervous. You know, who likes public speaking? <laughs> you know, it's like ah. And um, I used to have a friend who actually um, she she runs, she teaches public speaking, and she would teach people that feeling. You know, we actually associate that to nervousness, but actually, she teaches people actually t- change it into um, um, like excitement. So just reframe it, you actually shift the entire um, posture of where you go. Um, so language is very interesting. We see this, like I was saying that like, with kids, you know, like kids get, they get, they have all these bundled of feelings, we know what feelings, but until we actually bring into language what that is, we cannot um, locate, you know, um, exactly what it is that we're um, being frustrated with. Um, and... I would say that all of us here would want to see his kingdom come. And so if we see Matthew 6.10, which I didn't realize that I was going to preach so I got really excited. I was like, great, on the right path, which is good. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. This is Jesus teaching his disciples to pray. Um, The word come, "ekomeia." I'm going to just take up one part of the meaning that I felt the Lord really was highlighting on, um, which is to come into being, arise, come forth, show itself, find place or influence. So come into place. So when it says kingdom come, it's actually it's kingdom having a place of influence and have a place in this realm, in this world that we live in. Influence, um, I don't know if I gave you Luke 13, 12. Okay, great. So when I was, the defined place or influence, that word influence um, actually reminded me of like Levin. The kingdom of heaven is, but when Jesus saw her, no. Oh, maybe go to Matthew 13, 33. Unless I got the wrong way around. Okay, never mind. It's the one where it says, and the kingdom of heaven is like a leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it was leavened. I just realized I didn't put my clock on. <laughs> okay. So leaven, the meaning of leaven is, I'm going to just... Um, so. According to Oxford Dictionary, it's the pervasive influence that modifies something or transforms it for the better. So I'm just going to take out for the better because it's not always for the better. Um, It permeates and modifies or transforms something. So it's leaven, it's a living organisms that it grows overnight so that by the morning, the entire quantity of the dough has been risen. So I'm just going to demonstrate this principle. I don't really bake bread, so I didn't know what that was. Um, So let me just demonstrate this, because I was at a... Recently, I was at a political event, and this came up in a conversation. And I just thought it interesting, so I looked into it. Who has heard of the term political correctness? If I say this definition, I think all of us, we kind of understand what that means, yeah? So if I say it... Could you agree with me, like whether this is your understanding of the term political correctness? It's using language that seems intended to give the least amount of offense, particularly when describing groups identified by external markers such as race, gender, culture, or sexual orientation. Is that your understanding, like generally? So basically, you know, uh, when you talk to people, you're like, okay, am I being offensive in my language? You know, um, you know, uh, so. The term political correctness is actually a Marxist-Leninist vocabulary. So it's a communist print term. It, was, it came into being after the Russian Revolution in 1917. So at the time, it was used to describe strict adherence to the policies and principles of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union, so that is the party line. So when you speak, if you're out of, you're not political correct, you're actually not speaking according to the guidelines and policies of the Communist Party. So that is where it started, in 1900. So in this conversation I was having with this gentleman, and because he obviously highlighted this, and in his lifetime, he was like, I remember this came in, and it really took off in the 1970s, because in the 1970s, I think he was been a child, so that's the birth of when that term came into his, I guess, understanding, and it begins to live now. So that any time you have a conversation with somebody, this is so important because I was thinking about this, and um, and any time if we're talking to somebody, you kind of get a, oh, am I offending them? Have I offended? Oh, the race, the gender. That's actually. The, the, the seed of it came from here, okay? That's not a kingdom, um, like, of heaven. That is not that. So I just really want to call out and mark it out because it's just interesting because I think the other day, I don't know where, I keep hearing, I got this phrase and I don't know whether it's Todd or from the Instagram reels that I see. <laughs> um, I keep getting this phrase, currently we're in a war of words, not only are there, we've seen war on territorial grounds war, like wanting to take territory, but now we have war over words. I would have never, like, really believed that if you actually tell me that there's a contention over the meaning of the word woman. Biologically, I haven't changed, but yet the noun attributable to my biological makeup is now can be, it can cause someone offence. So, therefore, if I don't use it properly, I am now not politically correct in the way I use the word woman. So, it's actually fundamentally a communist in essence. Um, I can't, I I keep coming back to to language, and I mean, I have an interest in in language, so I'll give you a bit of background. Is is everyone okay? Is this okay? Okay. So, um, hmm. I'll give you a side note. I'm um, Just thinking which one do I come first. All right, I'll start with. I was born in Malaysia. So my ethnic background is Chinese. So in that country, ever since I was born, there were three languages. Now Malaysia is an Islamic country. Um, the Malays, by law, are Muslims that's their country, so it's not necessarily my country. Like, as in, I was born in that country, um, but obviously I'm not a Malay, so... And so growing up, I learnt um, four languages... No, three languages, sorry, three languages. So we have... Obviously, we have to learn the language of the land, Malay. It's very similar to Indonesian. Um, English. And then Chinese, obviously, because I'm Chinese. Um, And so learning Chinese... I was young, I was learning, I don't know if you, okay, if you don't know, Chinese is like a glyph. It's like, it basically like symbols that depicts different things. So I learned this, and as I learned this, I realized that there's actually two different sets of way of writing Chinese. So if you ever, like, are trying to, you know, work out what, you know, there's actually simplified Chinese, and there's traditional Chinese. So I was... Quite confused, and I remember asking my dad, I was like, Why is that two sets? Like, it's very confusing. And I didn't understand um, the. I think it's only on this side that I was like, Wow, it's actually. I, I guess I, I can see the influence of that now. So, um, communists came into power in China in 1949. So, I'm just going to give a bit of a. You know, I'm not a historian. Um, it's very hard to find history. Uh, like I, when I was, you know, I was curious. I was like, I would like to find a history of the Chinese history. It's quite difficult because one, I don't know the language well, and two, a lot of the history um, have then been diluted, Westernized, or, or rather not Westernized but fictionalized. Um, so it's actually quite difficult. But in 1949, um, the empire obviously was toppled. The Communist Party came into being. Um, in uh, Not too long after that, so 1956, they standardized the Chinese language. Now China is basically kingdoms of tribes. So there's lots and lots of tribes. So Officially right now, there's 56 tribes. Unofficially, there's probably more. And so when they came into power, they wanted a language that everybody can read and see. So they actually distilled down the Chinese language. Now, in their reasoning, is it then easier for people to learn to pick up. So they actually changed the entire pretty much way of writing Chinese. So because of the way traditional makeup of the word, you actually contain with it lots of meaning. You can actually trace back the meaning. So now it's flushed down a little bit. 1964, not too long after that, The Little Red Book was released. I've never read The Little Red Book. I had, I had an uncle that had it. Um, and basically, the Little Red Book is um, quotations of Mao Zedong saying. So Mao Zedong is inspired by Marx's, like, the, um, ideology. Um, so he had this book, basically, a bit like, it reads a bit like wisdom, okay, like. Um, so the book was read, really, and it was a required reading in schools and workplaces. So unofficially, the goal was actually they wanted 99% of the population of China to read it. It was an official requirement to own one, to read one, and to carry one at all times during the Cultural Revolution. The publication only stopped in 1979, so not too long ago. Um, and it's re- recently kick-started again, apparently. Um, so this is only 60 years ago, 60 years ago. So now we have a whole generation, basically, you know. Um, I just find it interesting that they were simplify a language in order to actually put into people's hand, basically, like my dad likes to call it brainwashing um, so it's, it was very, very interesting anyway. Um, so I mean right now there 's a whole confusion of words. Um, Like, it doesn't fit into my grid that we're now contending and now between, um, yeah, you know, just a bunch of... But yet, there will be a generation that actually comes up that actually would not actually... Actually don't have concrete meaning of certain words. Just... It's very, let's come back to kingdom. Come back to kingdom. Okay. <laughs> um, Luke, let's go into... So... Okay. Um, okay. Kingdom. 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 So let's see. I think that when we say kingdom," um, I'm going to go to Luke 17:20. Now, when he was asked about by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, "So I wonder a lot of the times whether we have this idea that it comes externally. When is it going to come? When is the Lord going to come? It's all external. So then the Pharisees are like, when is it going to come? Because they have an idea that, you know, it's going to come like a troop, like a, you know, I don't really know what they, I can't jump into the Pharisees' mindset. But anyway, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come from observation, nor will they say, see here, or see therefore indeed the kingdom come of God is within you. And within you just means within you, within you, inside of you, in your midst, in the midst of you, you, you. And the only other time that um, that word within was used is he's also addressing the Pharisee when he, he's saying to them that cleans first what is within the cup and the platter, that the outside may be clean. I just find it very interesting. He actually said it to the Pharisees that the kingdom of God is within you. In John 17, 15, um, Jesus said, this is a prayer of Jesus. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I'm not of the world, sanctified by them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I've sent them into the world. So the kingdom of God is within us. So um, I was like, okay, kingdom, kingdom, sorry, kingdom, 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 okay, how? You know, often, um, Daryl preached about building this morning, so I like to build. Um, When I was a kid, I used to build a lot of Legos. Um, I don't know if you like Legos. I love building Legos. Um, this is before internet, so like, <laughs> there was a time <laughs> that we didn't have personal internet at home. That was a time of my childhood. So it was internet and hopefully we had Nintendo's. So I'm not very good at playing Nintendos, but I like building Lego. So you know, building and, and I often the Lord would say, you know, um, you know, like, okay, here's the word build, build and probably I said this a lot of times to the Lord, I was like, okay, get your word, I get your word, but how? I was like, how? I think I probably chewed his ear off by saying how many times I goes, but how, but how, but how, you know? Like, I don't know how. How do I do this? How do I prep this? How do I build? Um, and he just said, um, I don't know why this, yeah, this kind of, he goes, i like, brick by brick, word by word, revelation by revelation. And in this morning, I guess, oh, The hmm. word like okay so beginning i said that kingdom is framed by words by decrees the kingdom of the lord is within us so we already have it within us so then i was like well then okay why is not your why is it Manifesting, why is it not coming out? You know, what is it coming up against your kingdom? And the Lord said, Well, your kingdom, like my kingdom. And I was like, No, I don't have a kingdom. <laughs> like, that is not a. <laughs> so, another um Christine often preaches about this the, the belief system. So, another word is belief, like uh, kingdom. So, my heart, obviously, there's ideas and words that's framed up the way that I live. And in order for the kingdom of God to manifest through my word, that has to be laid down and surrendered to the Lord. And hence, repentance is the gift of the Lord for us, actually. It's an amazing pathway. Like, I can never get over the fact that... um, he has given us like repentance is so powerful. Uh, it, like it's such a it's such a it, like I for like i uh, I can never get over the fact that um I actually have we have the Lord. Um, growing up, there's never a paradigm, nothing, nothing for us where there's truth. You know, you always have to make your you know make your own thing. And to actually come into and understand that repentance, everything before the Lord is about surrendering, laying down my own understanding, actually. Um, But often, I think sometimes it's like the... Anyway, let me come back. Uh, So this... um, I'm trying to, like... Like I can see it. (laughs) I'm trying to like bring it out. Um, The kingdom, the kingdom. So... Hmm. The framework. Okay. I'm just going to go back into like how, like how, like how, like how. I guess um, like how, uh, gosh, if I could give, you know, so we take the word, this morning I had a, uh, the Lord showed me, um, it's a bit like, I don't know, I keep seeing Lego. Um, We have now if you've ever built Legos, you know, you take the brick, you put it on the base of the Lego. Um, and nowadays, there's actually counterfeit Legos. You know, obviously, a cheaper version. But the, the, the Lego bricks won't fit properly in the other Lego. And so, when we take the word of the Lord and we try and build it in our life, it actually exposes that our own foundation, it's, uh, um, that's what jar against it. We can't build his word and his truth on our own foundation. And so when we meditate on the word and we take it, if it jars up, it actually exposes that's actually my own kingdom that I'm setting up before the Lord, and I actually have to lay that down. So... Because and words is so powerful because before seeing coming into church or, you know, become a Christian, the word pray, I know the word pray because pray growing up looks like a certain way, you know, like I was was at the temple. Now, becoming a Christian, I can't just take my understanding of the word pray and bring it into, oh, what happens in a church because it doesn't it's the wrong it's, it's got the wrong foundation and what happens is it will jar does that make sense? it's okay and so like and so I think I'm just gonna finish on two, two different passages, I, I don't know if I gave you Matthew 24 3 perfect, thank you so it's, um, So it says, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. And we'll just stop there for now. It's... um It's hard to understand what's going on, particularly if we, you know, if we haven't grown up. Because what I'm trying to say is, understand, like, I don't think any of us here have seen wars. I haven't. I've heard stories. I haven't. So it's very understand to understand wars in light of the Lord within our own paradigm. And if we're talking about the Lord is raising up his armies, that's going to conjure up an understanding that potentially may not sit well with us if we have a particular idea of what war is like. So that has to, we actually have to take his word and actually put it in his kingdom and then receive his kingdom. And we receive it by laying ours down. Um, I was quite curious uh, about. uh, I was quite curious when we first started the whole. um, We're currently in. You know, we talk about David. David. um, Okay, I was quite curious about David. Um, because he was a man after God's heart. We know that. God described David. God described David as a man after his own heart. Now, David held many titles. Um, He was a king. He was a man of war. He was a musician in the summers. But yet the Lord actually says, you know, there's nothing about the titles about the man, a man after his heart. So I was actually wondering, like, what actually shaped David's heart? After all, you know, Yeah, I was just genuinely curious. So I went to the Psalm. He wrote a lot of his um, uh, heart. He wrote it out in the Psalms. Um, You know, because it was like, I was like, because I was seeing it said, thinking, um, David didn't have the gospel, um, nor did he have, uh, like, you know, you know, access to deliverance ministry. You know, um, a lot of what I have, I was like, I wonder what his process was. What was it actually that, um, that he journeyed through? Uh, so I actually saw in Psalm, like, you know, so I did, I genuinely wondered. And so the Lord told me to um, Psalm 119, you know, it says, and again and again, we see this in the Psalms. Um, it says, how I love your law." You through your commandments make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. So again and again we see. um, Oh, I did give it to you, great. Oh, can we keep going to the next one? I understand more than ancients because I keep your precepts. I have restrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep your word. Um, I've not. I keep going. Next one. I'll sweet out your words. Okay, keep going. The next one. Oh, okay, never mind. All right, I thought I had another verse. Thank you. Thank you, though. Um, so at the time, I was genuine curious, and when I read it, every time, so today, like, um, like his, his words is actually very legal, like commandments, precepts, um, statutes, the law. Um, so it frames up, so David took, the ways of the commandments of the Lord and he began to frame up his own heart. And and so, you know, I was like, oh, I, I was like, what is the law? So, you know, the Torah, I was like, I'm not about, you know. So I took it, there was a period of time where I began to meditate on, you know, um, the Ten Commandments. I was like, okay, the commandments, I was like, is it referring to commandments? Is there some other commandments that, uh, you know, I don't know? Um, I was like, okay, the quickest way is I just took the Ten Commandments and I began to meditate on them. And that went for about, like, a, a few months, you know. And every time I was like, I'll take, I'll take it. I want to begin to chew on it and chew on it. And what I found is that, You actually, I begin to see the heart of the Lord through his commandments. I begin to see this is what he cares about. It's like in in the nuances in between it, it's because he cares about these things that he actually set for us the pathway. And so that's kind of the heart of it. Um, And so, through, um, and and, and when you have the commandments, yeah. Sorry, I just had a... I was like, okay. Um, I'm just just thinking where am I going to go. <laughs> Can we have the pads on? Thank you. Thank you I can't get away from like the Lord actually is highlighting so much about um, our foundation, our foundation, what we build on our foundation and If we're believing for something, we get a word, we get this promise. And we try and fit it into our own foundation. It actually jars. It causes frustrations. Um, And well, how's that gonna come to pass? Because of my framework of how this word gets action out, looks a certain way but it never does. It's because his word has to be planted in his kingdom, in his realm, his way, under his jurisdiction. And the the last a few months ago um, a few months ago I had a You know, it was. This is like I think this is this. This is at the back of I think uh, a few months of I I guess my journey. I'm just going to bring you in a little bit now. um, I've been in other churches, you know, whether it's church, family, you know. um, And I was driving, and a few months. This is what the Lord um, kept saying to me, and initially it came like a whisper. You know, it's like, oh, it's not too much. It's not too much. And um, and then I, I couldn't shake his A week later, I was like, all right. So he kept saying to me, no more playing church. No more playing church. No more playing church. And I was like, it doesn't really make sense, you know. And so I, I lean into the word a lot more. And I remembered, um, I think what he brought up to me was, um, how, as kids, uh, I don't know whether you do this. Now, I have uh, lots of cousins because uh, my mum and dad has lots of brothers and sisters, so we have lots of cousins. And when we were little, one particular cousin loves to play school. Play school, I don't know why. She loves it. And so, you know, it's like, we were so six or seven, so she would sit and you're like, I'm the teacher and you're, you know, and so, she, you know, she likes to do that. And, and so the Lord was showing me that when you actually role play, it's, um, it's not real, you know, it has an end, it's only mimicking a role. And why this matters so much to me was um, why it kind of, okay, stayed, he, he gave me this word and it hanged in there for a little bit. It's fine. Um, but what happened was now there was nothing that externally happened. But I realized that, um, like in a church setting, like it was showing me that sometimes I come in and I'd adopt a, a, a post-opposition or way of functioning or my go-to um, in a church. That actually doesn't um, function, doesn't work anymore. And so I was like, oh, yeah, but, you know, I'm like, yeah, but, you know, like this is, you know, this is what I've learnt, you know. This is how it, it happened, you know, it was fine, you know. It worked over there, but why doesn't it work over here now, you know. And so he was just showing, like he began to show me that um, it's it's not, it's, it doesn't engage your heart. You know, you've taken on, um, um, like, someone else's, Um, you know, what it looks like to you know, and you're actually trying to import it into a different, you know, it's a different season, it's a different time, it's different and so I had to journey this and I was like you know, it took a while because I was like no, but it's safe, you know, it doesn't require because I didn't want to lay it down I didn't want to lay it down and um, it's a bit like um, uh, yeah, I didn't want to lay it down so it took a while uh, because it it's like, okay, but it makes sense. It functions well, but it, I can't build with it. I can't build with it, not in the season. I wouldn't have been able to bring this word the way it is um, if I hadn't actually laid down, okay, what my concept and idea of, um, you know, church is. And that's why the Lord gave me the word of our kingdom, you know. Um, and heaven comes to all of us. So all of you here, all of us, within you is the kingdom of God. And... Then a few weeks ago, um, uh, he showed me um, David and Goliath. Um, and I'm not saying that this is churches, but I, he was just showing me that um, what can happen is when, you know, um, the, the, David is about to say, I'll go fight the, the Goliath, you know, um, and an armor is given to him. This is what it will look like. This is what you need to actually, requires for you to fight the battle in the season. Um, but that's actually not the armor that he needs. He already has gone through um, his journey. It just looks different. Uh, he has to lay down, you know, the stone. He has to use that stone. And Goliath is, I mean, like, Goliath is um, spirit of intimidation. And right now we see that everywhere. It's so interesting that the Philistines never came out and fight. They sent um, Goliath out to intimidate. So, I guess if I guess I'm just going to close with um, that's really my word. Like, in summary, is that the wrestle sometimes isn't about whether this is the word of the Lord or this isn't the word of the Lord. The wrestling is where is the word being planted in which kingdom, in which realm within us. Because in order for that to permeate, particularly in this season, we need people, we need every single one of us to actually own the kingdom, to give, the king, give over to the kingdom of the Lord, to hold and to stand. Uh, because the enemy, you know, Goliath only, bat, you know, when Goliath looked at David, he just did the external, external. You know, but in order to hold we have to come to a place where the kingdom becomes so real and it permeates through us in order to do it. and it's all by faith it is by faith like everything I'm like doing now I you know um, I used to like I'm my own frame or mindset is to in order to do something I have to qualify for it you know but any everything that I've done in the last 15 years um, you know nothing that I studied actually landed most of the time like that's what it is. You know, you study one thing and you're like, oh, I never actually, you know, use that. Um, but yet I was stuck in that mindset. I was like, no, every time the Lord said, you have to go do, you know, do this, you're like, but I'm not qualified. I haven't studied. I don't have the certificate for it. Do it. So, okay, we'll figure it out. You know, and because right now, um, you don't have to qualify to, you know, like the Lord qualifies us. Um, and so I guess in summary is if there is something that you're wrestling with, like um, whether, like it's a broad word because it's about, uh, it's like, if, oh, it doesn't work, it's not functioning, you know. Um, it's about having a look at actually in my heart, in my world, is it more about my ways, more about me? Or is it about, okay, I actually don't know what... Sometimes it's hard to lay down because we want to see first, but we actually have to lay it down first. That's repentance. Um, And I know because often I'm like, I can't, I need to see first, you know, I need to see first. Um, And so if there's something... Like, it can be anything. It can be like, what's my part to play okay, where do I fit in? Okay, where's the word of the Lord? Where's, um, you know, I'm believing this is your word, this is your promise, okay, your healing, your authority. It all comes through us. But it has to come through that place where the kingdom within us gets so big and so pimp because that's your confidence. That's actually where your confidence actually stands. Like that's what you can stand on when you're actually are out there and you actually don't know what to say because out comes the word. The Lord says He will give you the word to speak. That's His promise. But we won't know it until actually we step out. Um, So if there's anything, I guess, I want to close as we take communion. That we actually are, I just want to ask the Lord to show us. That it's not, because instead of doubting His word, doubting the word of the Lord is actually where it gets seeded in. We're actually re-looking at the soil, I guess, in another way. You know, more than ever, um, we have to stand. We really have to stand. And we stand for truth. We stand for the principles of the kingdom of heaven and principles of the kingdom of God um, and discernment. You know, get, be, be friend with wisdom. Wisdom leads us to a place of understanding. I pray all the time. I say, take me to a place of understanding. Help me discern. It's not about discerning between, right um, because Proverbs actually says with discernment, you search, go after wisdom. Give your voice to understanding. You know, you go for it, take it, and it gives, um, because it helps you discern between righteousness. What is the right standing before the Lord, justice, what is the justice of the Lord, equity, what, is, what has been given to me, what, is my, what am I faithful, and the good path. Because that's discernment in everything, um, particularly, you know, now. <laughs> Father, we thank you for your word. It's in your light that we see light. And so I give this word over to you. And I ask, Lord... Help us to search our hearts, and re- help us to readjust and realign. Anywhere that we're built on our own understanding, that we can lay down, and by faith we step into Your Word, Your understanding, Your Kingdom, Your preset, Your commandment. Bring us to bring to remembrance Your commandments, Your law, Your Word in our daily life, every day. Bring it to remembrance in our heart. We thank you, Lord, that you have appointed us for this season, for this time. And we remember your word. We remember your body that was broken for us. And we thank you for the blood that was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. Amen.